Welcome to the Macca's Run with Sam Hargraves for Macca's, Juicy Angus Beef and the lot. Dine in and try the Aussie Angus at Macca's today. Ah, yes indeed. Welcome to the Macca's Run where we recap all the major news stories of the day and then get your say on that news of the day. one three hundred seven three six seven three six is the number to call. Zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. You can text in too at any time on the Temper text line. Temper, a mattress like no other. Plenty on the Macca's Run menu today in terms of news. one three hundred seven three six seven three six 736 is the number to call. We do it all uh, on the Macca's Run for the My Macca's app distracting the good deals only on the my maccas app um let's start with the mcg it's been first and foremost uh, on everybody's uh well off the top little off the top segment uh for pretty much every single show uh, today and uh eddie mcguire got the ball rolling with jared waitley so eddie mcguire currently uh, or has been uh, over in the u.s on a bit of a fact-finding mission with another group um with a group there, part of an envoy uh, sent to explore the world-class and world-leading facility that is SoFi Stadium, which was uh, the venue for the Super Bowl. Um, and and I don't think I've ever seen a stadium that uh, shows up as well as that. Um, it is probably the, the world leader in, in what a stadium can be and, um, and maybe will be moving into the future. So what would that then mean for the jewel in our sporting crown, uh, which is the MCG, the home of sport in this country. It is it is Mecca. Um, it is the greatest venue that we have in Australia. And for many people, they think it's the greatest venue on earth. But how do we keep it being that? And is it still the greatest venue um, when it comes to, to sport in this country? Optus Stadium um, has been incredible. Um, but the Age have reported today as well that a Victorian government feasibility study is set to decide the future of the Great Southern Stand. Um, and the study is expected to propose a full rebuild of the stand built in 1992 to modernise it. The cost is looking at around a billion dollars to compete with the newer stadiums around Australia uh, and around the world. So this would be getting built maybe at around 2027 after the uh, Rugby World Cup and probably no later than 2032. So in that time, um, Brisbane's going to have had a redevelopment done. Uh, I think there's plans to redevelop a couple of other stadiums. I think Marvel might have un- might undergo a revamp uh, in that time as well. So you might think that the MCG is okay now, but given this is in line to be done you know, 2027, 2032, will it still be then uh, is the big question. Uh, this is what Eddie Maguire had to say, speaking to Gerald Waitley earlier on today. Uh, it's it's got to be a knockover uh, because the stand itself is just structurally not the right shape for where we need to go with what we need to build at the MCG. Um, you know, that was a great stand. It was a great southern stand. But that was 1990. And, you know, you saw the other day, Gerard, that, to be perfectly honest, we should be looking at, at even putting a roof on the MCG or at least a sliding roof over the top of it. We need to put in... You know, the difference between a stadium and what we saw the other day was the unbelievable uh, audio-visual opportunities with that screen that was right away around the stadium uh, perimeter inside, you know, hanging down there. That, that's the difference. I mean, it's not that long ago we used to get excited about maybe having a, a, you know, a video screen in your seat. Uh, now you've got to have that. You've got your seconds... You've got your phone with you, you've probably got an iPad with you, and the interactivity that goes with it, that's where it's all going. It has to be better experience than what you have at home. And at the moment, home, we've had two years of being at home. We've had, uh, you know, with the footy, Channel 7, and of course, Fox Footy, do a fantastic job, and the graphics and everything else, and you're sitting at home. And, you know, we've got people uh, a lot to, to stay home. I, I was listening in just the last few, some of your calls about the cricket last night. You can't just put it up and uh, people has been up these days. There has to be a reason for it to be. And, you know, that's why 
there was such a uh, you know strong push to make sure that round one this year was a thank you to the fans who've missed that for two years so that every Victorian fan could go to the round one game of footy and it's, it's going to be something else and I think uh, you know, if I've got more announcements regarding activities around the ground and using the Yarra and using the area between Birrungmar and you know the, uh, the Flinders Street Station all the way in, let's make these precincts and turn it into something sensational not just the footy game itself Eddie McGuire, I speak to Gerard Whateley earlier today. It was a great chat. Uh, SEN.com.au or on the SEN app. You can catch up uh, on the podcast page there. Gil McLaughlin on 3OW today was uh, asked about the MCG redevelopment. I saw a headline this morning. I haven't read the article. I'm certainly aware of discussions. I haven't been involved in details, but you know, there's, there's, it's been on the agenda for some time to, to upgrade the Southern Stand or to, to, to reinvigorate and whatever form that takes. I think that's part of the discussion. I'm sure we'll be involved in, in, in a detailed planning sense. Uh, 0433 98 11 16 uh, 736 736. Uh, um, Dwayne Russell spoke about the MCG redevelopment and he addressed the idea of a roof as well on Dwayne's World earlier today. So I think it seems like a no-brainer for me. If you're going to redevelop the MCG for the next 50 years, it has a roof. And it's been something that I've thought was a no-brainer for a while, so much so that I asked MCC boss, the CEO, Stuart Fox, about it last year. Should there be a roof on the MCG? Here's what Stuart Fox had to say last year. And while I'm talking crazy ideas, would a roof ever be possible? Oh, anything's possible, but that might cost a few billion dollars to retrofit a, a roof across the, the G. So it won't be retrofit now. It'll be part of the refit. If they're going to get the money for the redevelopment, it'll part, be part of the refit. And Gerard Whaley about the MCG's philosophical debate. And part of the philosophical debate, I think, around what do we want the MCG to be? The stately ground, the, the most modern technologically advanced is what what is the mix of the cathedral down the road it's a great question isn't it and there are a ton of ideas about how to make the mcg even better bring it up to speed with the stadiums the best stadiums around the world and maybe even make it a stadium that's ahead of its time like sofi stadium is at the moment but the most poignant and the most pertinent thing that I think Eddie Maguire said, and we heard a little bit of it before, but I want to play it for you again. This, to me, is the most important and pivotal thing that he had to say. That's where it's all going. It has to be better experience than what you have at home. And at the moment, home, we've had two years of being at home. We've had, uh, you know, with the footy, Channel 7, and of course, Fox Footy, do a fantastic job and the graphics and everything else, and you're sitting at home and... You know, we've got people uh, a lot to, to stay home. I, I was listening in just the last few, some of your calls about the cricket last night. You can't just put it up and uh, people spend up these days. There has to be a reason for it to be. And, you know, that's why there was such a, uh, you know, strong push to make sure that round one this year was a thank you to the fans who've missed that for two years so that every Victorian fan could go to the round one game of footy. And it's, it's going to be something else. And I think, uh, you know, if I've got more announcements regarding activities around the ground, and using the Yarra and using the area between Birrungmar and, you know, the, uh, the Flinders Street Station all the way in. Let's make these precincts and turn it into something sensational, not just the footy game itself. So you get absolutely, you can't help yourself but get excited about what the possibilities might be. But that is the crucial thing. It has to be a, a greater experience going than it is 
to watch it at home, which is so easy now. And people have got flat screens and they've got the surround sound and they're in the comfort of their own home and they can get whatever they want to have to, to drink and eat uh, at their house as well. But the world has changed, hasn't it, since it was, well, every Saturday I go to the MCG and I watch my team play, or every Saturday I go to Windy Hill or, or Witten Oval or wherever it might have been, Glen Ferry, wherever you watch that, because we're in the fully professional era now. So it's not just a Saturday-Sunday pastime sport. It's sometimes Thursday to Monday is what the AFL is. And for AFLW at the moment, it's any day that they can get a game going. So we live in the professional era. We live in an era of competing interests. We live in an era of people's competing commitments. It's the entertainment era. This is, you know, this is where we've got... um, You've got your kids' sport. You've got your sport. You've got your kids' other interests that you've got to accommodate. It's not as easy as it once was just to be able to go to the footy, and that's not all that people want now in a footballing experience. You, it might be what you want, and, and for the purists, that's all they need. But now, with people's financial pressures, you know, COVID, we're time poor, we have less time. Um, how do you make sure that you get the spare time that somebody has? How do you get their spare time? How do you get their spare dollars? And to do that, You've got to make it better. You've got to make it more than just a game. You've got to make it easier for them. And you've got to make it an experience that they're going to talk about the next day when they go to work, sitting around you know, on the job site or the water cooler, whatever it might be, wherever you might work. Um, I'd love to know from you, what dictates your decision about where you go in your spare time, what you do with your spare money? What dictates the decision? Is it cost? Is it transport? Is it the whole experience? Is it the timing? I remember going to a, a, a New York Knicks game in 2012, 2011, 2012, um, they played the Miami Heat, and they had LeBron, um, D-Wade, Chris Bosh, uh, Amari Stoudemire was playing for the Knicks. Knicks came back from about 20 points down at three-quarter time and won. That was a Wednesday night, I reckon. I think it was a Wednesday night in New York. And they had Grandmaster Flash as the house DJ. Grandmaster Flash, an icon of hip-hop. This is just a Wednesday. This is just... And I know the Heat were in town, so it's a big deal. And, and at that time, LeBron and that whole team. But that was just a regular season game. And they had Grandmaster Flash as the in-house entertainment. So it might not be. And, you know, Melbourne United this the other week, they had Tones and I at halftime of just a regular season game. And she's their number one ticket holder. I know you can't do that all the time. But this is that kind of thinking. So I'd love to know what dictates your decision about where you spend your free time, what entertainment that you spend you and your family's money on, um, and where you spend your spare time, where you spend your spare money. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Does it need to be more than just a game for you now? Does the weather play an impact on you going? Therefore, the MCG, when it rains, I can't do that. Does, is public transport what it needs to be? Is it easy to get there for you? Does, is it the cost of the food? I mean, what, everything that needs to go into it. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. Tony's in East Bentley. G'day, Tony. G'day, Sam. I must be missing something here. I'm a taxpayer. Mm-hmm. I'd rather the government spend money on better projects than something that's used for twenty times a year. It was redeveloped the Southern Stand a couple of years ago. The state government chipped in. I think it was one fifty million. It's a game of football for three hours. Leave it alone. And if Eddie wants to tip in the billion dollars. Good luck, but I don't want it tipped in because my pie, instead of costing six bucks, will cost 26 bucks to pay for the damn thing. It's 30 years old. It's got another 70 years to go, and they're still paying off the other redevelopment at the member's side of the ground. 
when's this ever going to finish with all these crazy ideas? Just bounce the damn ball. Tony, I, I love the passion, and I and I hear you, and I think that your view would be one that a lot of people would echo. If it ain't broke for you, then why fix it? Um, I, I think that it's a little bit more complex than that. I can understand wanting to make sure that the, the best stadium in the country is actually the best stadium uh, in the country. And it was when when was it that when was it that it got done? Was it two thousand and five that the last that the Southern Stand got done? When was the last? Oh, the members was two thousand and five, I reckon, and then the Southern Stand was well before that. Um, so I I can certainly understand why this is a a major project potentially, and what it does in creating jobs. Um, the, the flow-on effect is 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 obviously very beneficial as well, um, but I certainly understand for some that it's it's they would like the money spent in other areas. And Eddie spoke about that as well. There are budgets in place for federal governments, state governments, local governments in around how they make sure that hospitals don't suffer at the expense of sport and schools and and those kind of things as well. But when it comes to just this as a stadium. What dictates your experience? What dictates your decision-making about going to the football these days? Does it need to be more than just a game for you? one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Ed's in Cheltenham. G'day, Ed. G'day, mate. How you going? I'm really well, thanks. What have you got for me? Yeah, I think you know, there's a couple of things. Definitely, first and foremost, I know the AFL has just released the new pricing point. I think that's going to definitely incentivise people to get to the game. Mm. Is certainly a price, price factor. Uh, there, there, there was a point where prices were just ridiculous to go to the footy. I may as well just stay at home. Um, but I think there's an, also an element, and I know they do it through the final series, but I think there's an opportunity of where we are in the modern game of footy is entertainment and pre-game half-time entertainment. I know a lot of the footy clubs do have their own sort of in-house entertainment half-time to keep the, ga- the kids and the crowds engaged. But I think there's just an opportunity there to encourage people with pre-game entertainment to get to the ground earlier, so you, you know, to avoid the crowds uh, on transport because you're getting there for early. You know, if you do want to opt in, you can get there for early entertainment. But then, you know, a lot of... I know they took the, the running in out of the banners away the last couple of years. So bringing all that back, bringing, you know, some excitement. I know the MCGs upgraded their lights as well last year and, and that lights factor, what they try and do uh, compared to what they do with the grounds at Optus Oval. I think that's an element as well with the light show factors. I think there's just, we're, we're still not there in the modern game of, of what we can do with technology and with music and all the rest and caboodles, right? Pyrotechnics and all the rest. Yeah, thanks, Ed. I really appreciate it. Um, and and that's, that's the difference that people have um, with, when they view this. You know, Tony, very passionate, a traditionalist, saying, no, no, the, the football is enough for me. And I absolutely get that. And then Ed, you know, saying that it for, for people now, if they're going to spend their hard earned, it needs to be more of an experience. You know what? What else? What? What's the? You know, McDonald's made a business. This is the Macca's run. I'm very aware of that. But would you like fries with that? Is the greatest business strategy maybe of all time? They teach it in business school. This is that. Would you like fries with that? And is the stadium now at a at a level where it can do that? Um, and does it need a roof? And these are all questions that I'm throwing out to you because at the end of the day, I go sit in a commentary box. I, I, I'm able to get a park, you know. So, I, 
and I don't, I rarely get to go to the footy as a fan anymore, which is not a complaint, by the way, because I, I have the dream job that I've wanted to do since I was 16 years old. But I'm not going to sit here and tell what should be and what shouldn't be because I get to sit in the commentary box, I get a park, I get to leave, um, and I get to call the great games that get held there, and I'm incredibly lucky. But you, you spend your hard-earned money, you organise your family's finances, you organise your family's time or your time, you make the call about where your entertainment in your life, in a, in a world and an era where we're time poor, we don't have as much as we used to have. So when we do want to you know, spend money when budgets get tighter and the world's a more expensive place to live in, and we do have the rare spare time that we have, how is football and how is sport going to make sure that it continues to grab your attention and grab your money? one three hundred seven three six seven three six 736 736 to have your say. Uh, this is the Macca's Run, and we do it all uh, for the My Macca's app, distractingly good deals only on the Macca's app. Uh, Mark, Brett, Sean, stay right there. There's a ton of text coming through as well on the Temper Text, Temper Mattress like no other. We're off and running. Uh, thanks for your company on the Macca's Run. Uh, on the menu today for the Macca's Run, the major news stories and major discussion points in sport throughout the last 24 hours. You can have your say on the news of the day, one three hundred seven three six seven three six zero four double three ninety eight 433 And someone off the text saying, I can't believe you mentioned that Knicks game at the Garden. I was there. Danilo Gallinari knocking down threes in the comeback. Think Wade had 30. Yeah, Wade had 30 in the first three quarters. LeBron only had mid-20s. One of the best sporting events I'd been to. Hugging people all around me. Just super, super cold night. Yes, slushy snow in the gutters. Remember walking back to our hotel in the meatpacking district. Great memories, Ben, from Essendon. Ben, we were there on the same day. That's exactly the game that I was talking about. By the way, if you want to meet the most fickle fans in the world, and you don't blame them because their organisation now is a basket case. But the New York Knicks fans were piling out in their droves at three-quarter time. And then when they heard the comeback was on, you should have seen them stampede back in just to pretend that they were getting behind their team. Again, it was it was very amusing. one uh, 736 But that's not the topic at hand. I digress. The MCG. How, what, how can you make it? Better. Eddie McGuire's been talking about today on a fact-finding mission in the U.S. It's been discussed all throughout the state, like the course of the day. Uh, the Southern Stand set to be knocked down uh, and redeveloped to the tune of about one billion dollars. Um, and what would that mean? How does your how can that, how can we make the football experience an even better one? And what role does the stadium play in that? Does it need a roof? Is weather something that stops you from going when when you could? And if it did have a roof, would that get you to more games? Um, it's everyone's going to have a say on this, um, and and everybody's going to have a view on this. My most interest, I'm most interested in your view as the fan because you're the one that pays to go. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. Mark's in Mattingly. G'day, Mark. Hey, Sam, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for asking. That's right. Um, yeah, I'm going back a few years. I used to work at the MCG. So the Southern Stand's only 30 years old. It was officially opened in 1992. Yeah. The World Cup final was played there. So they got, they got the old stand got pulled down after the 1990 grand final, after the Essen Collingwood grand final. Yeah, I just, I jumped on, I just did jump on the MCG website to make sure I had the dates right. And, and you're 100% right, 1992. And then... In late 2002, they started uh, demolishing and, and doing the work on the Ponsford Olympic and Members Pavilion, and that was all completed uh, in 2006. Yes, that's correct. But the thing about it is, um, the thing that I missed is an early game. Mm. 
because as I said, I worked there for 15 years. So getting there grand final day, you get there at 7 o'clock in the morning. The amount of people that got there to watch the under-19s, the reserves, and then the seniors was amazing. And I think that's what's missing now. You're paying so much money to see one game of footy and not a lot, and not a lot else. Have the AFLW as of next year, as it's an 18, 18 teams competition, why not use that as a, an early game for the people? Yeah, so I think I think Dwayne spoke about that today, and his his view on it is that when you do that, and yes, at that ground at that time, it does make sense. But from a broadcast perspective, given how they stretch the games out now, the, the games all don't get played at the same time as they maybe once used to. Um, Mark and I, I remember those days. You'd remember those days. Um, they're all stretched out now, so. You know, when you have a look at round one, we're going Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, uh, games uh, early Saturday uh, afternoon, twilight night, and then the same thing on the, the Sunday. Um, so you would then be broadcasting that in direct competition to another AFL game that's happening at the same time, and that's not going to help um, make sure that you capitalise on what audience you can get for AFLW. So when it comes to AFLW, and we're going to talk about this later, I really like the Emma Carney idea, and that's start round one in the pre-finals by, uh, and then they can start then and play the first few rounds during the finals because there'll be grounds. Most of the games happen at night anyway during finals, um, and you might be able to mix it in like that. And then once the season finishes, yes, you'll have trade week, draft, free agency and all that, but you'll have games uh, on a weekend for the AFLW. I think that's probably the way to go. Yeah, look, that's fair enough. And the other thing is cost of food. You brought up the cost of food mm. as well. Well, yesterday I went to, my partner and I are United members, so we met yesterday, and I bought us a couple of tenders and chips and two drinks. It cost me nearly $40. I know. I was doing the game the other day with Felix von Hoff, and he went and got me a chicken and chips, and I almost fell off my chair when he said it was $17. I, I couldn't believe yeah, it. I mean, I, I understand they're going to pay wages and everything, but really, I mean, it's probably only worth, I don't know, $9. Yep. And then the drinks. I mean, I understand they have to pay for whatever they pay for, but I think they've got to look at that. That's that's another thing that's killing people. You yep. take a family of four... And you're up for a hundred bucks to have some lunch or dinner. Yeah, Mark, it's a, it's a it's a real it, it is, and I and I where we sit there, I, we are quite near fans, and I hear every time I'm there when I've got the headphones off during a break, um, you know, I hear the, the parents have with the kids saying, "Oh, can we get this and can we get that?" and and the answer has to be no, and they're tough conversations that parents have to have when they go because you know sometimes for, for families it's well, we, we get there and that's what we do but as, as far as eating there goes they just can't manage it um, and, and I can understand why so it is a big issue I mean, people are whinging at the moment about um, that the MCG is going to have different a, a couple of different providers there it's a new chicken mob and a new burger mob the burgers I've had they're bloody great the, the whinging about changing over I don't get um, if you're going to if you're going to actually have to pay a fortune, you might as well get a better quality product. Um, so, yeah, I don't understand the whinging about the, the change uh, in the provider. It's the cost that's the problem, not not, not the actual food itself. Give me a spell. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 Brett's in Baldwin. G'day, Brett. G'day, Sam. Um, I love these sentiments from the old boys that have been there since 1955. It's great. But look, Seriously, if you watched the gridiron the other day and saw yep. that stadium and saw that performance, honestly, I kept thinking, God, if the MCG would put something like this on, you'd pack the house at so many times. It's ridiculous. It's not 20 games a year. There's concerts. 
Uh, that's right, yeah. Rugby, there's cricket, there's football, there's soccer. We, we've got to compete with the rest of the world. We're no longer just the... We might think we've got the best stadium in the world, and from an atmosphere, bloody oath, you walk into that place when it's empty, it has an atmosphere. But that I sit in the southern stand for footy, I've got reserve seats there, and mm. I've got to tell you, it's done. It was designed to last 40 years. They've got 30 out of it. By the time they redesign it and do it, if they do it, it'll be up to that 40-year period. Very true. Roof, a roof over that head, a roof over that, a roof over the head of that stadium means it's an all-weather stadium, which mm. means in the middle of winter you're not going to get fifteen thousand turning up to a Melbourne game could, like they used to. Could you're they get? 40, yeah. 50, could they do it, Brett? I, I love what SoFi have done. It's almost like it's having a skylight because last night I had the pleasure yeah. of being there for Australia and Sri Lanka, and one of the most beautiful summer's night sunsets that you get to have. So I love the idea that you look up and, and, and you see, you know, what the day is. And, and that, that needs just as picturesque as you could ask for the sunset at the MCG last night. And you're 100% right that the stadium actually needs to be as flexible as it can. You know, what, it, what is the technology that would allow, you know, if it is a concert, can you bring out or bring up from underneath or bring out from a part of the stand other seating that makes it get closer, like if they do the State of Origin there again or Rugby World Cup or, or things like that? Yes, it's great for footy. Yes, it's great for cricket. But how can you make it greater for both? And then what else can you, what else can you do to the stadium that means it can be, uh, you know, almost like the Swiss Army knife of stadiums that you can, you can manoeuvre it, manipulate it to host just about any single type of event because the other thing that you, the other great point you make is that if you look at, if you go to the Australian Open, how many people, this is what I'd love to know, how many people go to the Australian Open to actually watch the tennis? Or do you go to the outside area, um, get a day pass and, you know, just experience the, the food and the, the, the beach setting and go and have a couple of drinks and, and you might see some from the outside court. But it's it's like going to a carnival. It's it's like, it's it's not just, you don't just go for the tennis. You go for, for everything else that is in and around the tennis as well. You know, the amount of people that go to the Boxing Day test and don't even leave the bull ring, you know, because there, is, there are other things that you can do whilst you're consuming your sport. And, and that's what major sport is doing all around the world. The Super Bowl does that. That's why the All-Star Game doesn't have just a game. It's got the three-point shootout. It's got the slam dunk contest, all those kind of things. So what else do you bring to the table to entice people to make sure they come to your event and to your table? one three hundred seven three six seven three six. There is other things making news today, but this show is all about you having your say on it. So Clint, Steve, Sean, stay right there. You'll be straight up after this. Oh, I think that's a fair articulation. I don't think there will be. because I, I, My feeling is, and what I'm seeing, is that people want their lives back. And, and now, you know, we, we feel we're... It's going to be a bit lumpy, and you know, there's still obviously the um, COVID in the community, but to a lesser extent, and the symptoms are mild. But, they, but we need to move forward, and we we uh, have got an incredible footy season ahead. We're going to start so strongly in Melbourne with all the Victorian teams and the men's playing each other. We've got most of the, the women's teams playing each other the weekend before, and what we're trying to do is is come out and make it um, do everything we can to make it a, a, a day or a night where people want to go and watch their teams, and that includes pricing. We've got great certainty now from the government. We've got 100% capacity. You can go up to the gate and buy a ticket. When you get there, you can go to the bars. You can do it. And it's, you know, hopefully there's a great atmosphere. So we're doing everything we can to say to people, come, let's sell out each of the first three nights if we can, and let's get going because we need to. No, your QR code in, that's it. So once you've QR code in, that you are back to 
how we remember it, which is sort of um, go to your seat, go to a bar, you can buy a ticket at the gate, all those types of things. Use your, use your membership, buy a ticket on the day, mm. come and get involved, 100% what? capacity. Gil McLaughlin on 3RW early today. Doesn't think there'll be any hesitancy from footy fans coming back to football from round one. Uh, and also, that apart from just having to do the QR code, everything else will be back to how it used to be. Um, so there might not be hesitancy from football fans coming back. There certainly has been hesitancy from cricket fans going to cricket, and I want to talk about that. We'll hear Jerry Whateley's thoughts, Crash Craddock's thoughts on that in just a moment. We're talking the MCG uh, and on the potential redevelopment. What does it need to do? What does it? How does it need to improve? Does it need to improve for you? Does it need a roof? Does does it prevent you at the moment from going? Does it provide you the overall experience that's going to make sure you keep coming back and spending your hard-earned? Um, and I've been told not to say time poor again. I've been told to give myself an uppercut. It's busy, so I'll use that word as well. Thank you for that text. Uh, Steve's on the road. G'day, Steve. Sammy, how are you? I'm good, thank you for asking. Good, good. There's a couple of things. Um, you should be looking after your sponsor a bit better. One of the people, DoorDash, they get the best food that they want and it costs probably less than it would at the MCG. My, my, um, my sponsor's Maccas and a very big fan of everything that McDonald's do. Oh, and you can get it all on the My Maccas app, distractingly well. good deals on the My <laughs> Maccas app. <laughs> DoorDash as well. I don't think DoorDash, anyway, I didn't know they sponsored me. Yeah, <laughs> well, uh, it's on SEN. Okay, thank you. Um, all right. Car parking. I went there on Saturday mm. to watch Rich play. Pathetic effort. I got turned away at every entrance and I had to pay, uh, not pay, I had to go right up the top end near the old Hilton Hotel and um, do two hours at a time. Um, not good enough, you know. They, it's, it's great for the people who live around there, you know, they've got mm. parklands now. But when are they going to bring back a, a, a car parking area or when are they going to build a monstrosity where they can put 40,000 cars in and make people a little bit happier because they don't want to just jump on a train all the time. My, my, my thinking is, Steve, cattle, cattle if, yeah, I get that, and especially regional people as well and people that don't live, you know, a few minutes out of the CBD, I absolutely get that, that parking is a concern and it does con- uh, to contribute to their decision about whether or not they can go and will go to sporting events. My guess is, as we get further into the future, that they'll be trying to make it almost impossible for cars to get into the CBD. And if you want to, then you'll need to be using whatever public transport that we have. So, look, you'd think that there might be an improvement to parking when it came uh, to an MCG redevelopment, but I don't know if I'd hold my breath. But I have no information on that specifically. But it just when you get a gauge of how uh, urban redevelopment's going around the world, I I don't think parking's as big a priority moving into the future as it, as it is for people right now. I'm not saying that's right or wrong. It's just my hunch that I don't know if that is ever going to improve, Steve. Yeah. Uh, what's this QR coding business? Now, what is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> people are still doing it, are they? Because the government doesn't send it off to anybody. It's um, just a habit. Yeah, I'm, 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 I don't know the answer to that, but I know that it is part of the conditions of being able to be back at 100%, Steve. So... Um, yeah. for, for a quick tap. But again, I, I, I not, when we go as broadcasters, and I appreciate the call, um, to go to John Kane, I've got to do three different check-ins um, when I do the basketball. To go to the MCG, there's two different check-ins. So I, I get that, and it is just all part of it um, at the moment. But I, I, 
I wonder, should that is that or should that be as big a deterrent as, as has been um, brought up a couple of times throughout the day? Always great to hear from you, Steve. Thank you for calling. Uh, Clint's in Ballarat. G'day, Clint. Sam, uh, my thoughts go out to Alex Gisolingo and his family today, mate. Yeah. Uh, but that's off topic. I just wanted to let you know that uh, they, they Red Rooster is in his Colonial Stadium, Eddie Haddle, whichever is Marvel, whichever is won this year. And Red Rooster charging higher prices than they're doing the normal stuff. Mm. Yeah. And, and that's so it. And, people and, don't have a choice. They, they go to the football and they, they get hungry and Red Rooster overcharges them. Not, not right. Yep. No, and, and that is that is a big um, a big hurdle, and it is a big reason why a lot of people aren't able and 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 don't go to to sport at the venue anymore. And, and you know, as Eddie spoke about today, you have to make it a better experience to go than it is to not go. And at the moment, at home, you've got your big screen TV. If you're lucky enough to have a big screen TV. Um, beautiful picture quality. You might have your surround sound. You've got your own comfy chair or couch or wherever you set yourself up. You go to your own fridge. You know, it, it, it just, I don't think it is like it used to be where you go rain, hail or shine, religious, and there are people that still do it, and those are the died in the wool. They rusted on. They, that is what the game's been built on, and, and that's, you'd never be dismissive of the people that are week in, week out. My, the beautiful Evie is one of those. Her and her father go week in, week out, or, you know, before COVID came, they, they didn't have done since she was a little girl. So that, that there is, that is such an inc- a, a crucial part of football, but you can't just rely on those, on those people anymore to continue to make, you know, the, the game profitable and, and to grow and expand. You, you do have to try and bring in, you know, the, the, the people a bit more on the periphery or, you know, the, the, a little bit, you compete with competing attentions now for people. You you have to bring that. You have to entice. You have to be able to entice people. And how are you doing that, uh, Michael in Caroline Springs? G'day, Mick. Good evening. How are you? I'm well, thanks. That's good. I just had a thought. I'm looking at those games that you see regularly, where you know it's going to be a small crowd. You know, Marvel when it's an interstate side or whatever else. The AFL should maybe block out, take a block of a, a whole bay or. A, a couple of bays downstairs or on level two and block them out. And then when all the lo- regular loyal um, fans who come, general admission who booked up on their smartphone, ping them a message just before the match or at quarter time saying, hey, the AFL's off upgrading you to our level one, level two, you know, bay. Come on down. It's on us. Don't do it. You know, you do it occasionally. And it brings the fans closer to the games and they get a taste of those better seats and it's a better spectacle for TV as well. Geez, I, I do like that, you know, and that's that's what we were talking about before. The the Macca's ideology of would you like fries with that, um, you know, but giving someone, you know, on a game when and you can you can figure that out pretty quickly, can't you? At the start of play, you might get a text message at quarter time saying yeah, go to the end of your aisle and there's going to be a, a person there. To I love the idea of that. I don't obviously there's a bit to work out logistically, Michael, but I think because. That's the thing, isn't it, Michael? That we talk about that. If that was to happen to you at the footy, how many? How many? I used to have a, a boss in radio that used to say, you know, when it came to prizes or, or things like that, used to say, "We want to give people their dinner party story." When they go to dinner at their friend's house, oh, what's been happening with you? You want the first story that they tell to be what you might have done for them. If that was you and you got that upgrade at the MCG, would that be the first story you'd tell at the next dinner party or barbecue that you went to? 
Of course, and think about how many times, and it doesn't happen so much anymore, people, you know, talked about, oh, shit, I had a good day today, I got on the plane and they upgraded me to business class. Yeah. No, they don't do it. They love that stuff. They don't do it anymore. They don't do it anymore. (laughs) They almost throw you out of the plane if you even ask. Um, There's not much business (laughs) class anymore. That's the problem. But as I said, I think there's plenty of opportunity for the AFL to, you know, and as I said, it doesn't have to be all the time. It doesn't have to be the same people, but... It also, as I said, it might entice people. So actually, those seats are worth the extra money. Mm. They might think, you know, I'm paying, I'm paying this for, for, um, I'm paying this for um, general admission. If I pay this much difference, I'd get that sort of seat. Well, it's worth it. Yeah, yeah, great call. I, I love the idea, Michael. And those are the kind of ideas that, those are the, the, the ideas that people are having and, and organisations are having to come up with in in regards to how do I entice you? How do we bring you? How do we keep you coming back? How do we make sure that in the limited time you have and with the money that you've budgeted for entertainment in your week or in your life, that that time, that money is is spent with us? Uh, Muzz, our very good friend in Geelong. Hello, Muzz. Well, there's two things you've forgot or one thing you've forgotten, sir. Jeez, I've done well. If in my life, Muzz, I've only forgotten one or two things, I can tell you the number is far more substantial. But please, keep going. Well, you can sit at home and have your your fridge and your beer and you can Mm. swear, but that's great. But you can't create an atmosphere at home when there's one of you, Sam. Absolutely. I can assure you. Oh, I agree. Oh, I agree. And the other thing, what the AFL should do is every person that's signed on as a member, say at the now and, and before round one, why don't they give them a food voucher discount card? Mm. So that, that, that um, say, for instance, Mum and dad with two kids, and it should have been three, not two, because some families have three children. Um, but say, for instance, a pie is, is six bucks. You give them this voucher, and they take it, and they get two dollars off. And, and chicken and chips that you paid fourteen dollars for at the seventeen. Bar the other week. Seventeen. Yeah. Okay. Well, I heard you say fourteen. <laughs> I heard fourteen in the argument. But anyhow, um. You know, you pay nine bucks for a bucket of chips at the football, mm. but you can go to the local fish shop and get bloody three servings for the same price that would yep. feed the whole row of the seats that you're sitting on. Yeah. Um, you know, the AFL need to, to look at something like that. Give people or have a round where they call it discount food round. So everything's half price even. One round of the year. Yeah, the, the, the thing is, the AFL would have to get the caterer that gets the, 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 gets the contract for the venue to agree to that because that's not run by the AFL and it's not run even by the stadium because they give the contract uh, to a caterer and then they set their prices. Well, so if, that's... The AFL had a, if the AFL had a brain and, and a proper um, managing structure, you think they'd take the catering on themselves to make a quid. Ooh, AFL catering arm. There you go. Uh, expansion of the AFL business itself. Marza, always love chatting to you, mate. Speak to you soon. And thank you. Hey, hang on. Yeah. And thank you for all your cricket coverage, but Mr. Magoo's not as funny as Darren. <laughs> well, he doesn't try to be, um, but he's oh, no, very, very good. good very, very good. No, I... I um, I have a great time with both those guys, um, and that's that, that's the beauty of being able to work with different people that they bring, you know, different perspectives and and different viewpoints and different personality types to to the table. But they both did an absolutely magnificent job. And um, and Muzzer, we um, the the third part of any cricket game that we've done, whether it be BBL or T Twenty uh, or the Tests, is that and it's one thing that we do that no one else does. It's that there's a third element to to the entertainment, the commentators, the players, of course. 
uh, and, and the game itself is the first and foremost. Commentators, that's what we do to, to, to paint the picture and then the interaction that we get with you and everyone else that texts in. So uh, thank you for that. Uh, Tim is in Eaton's Hills in Brizzy. G'day, Tim. G'day, mate. How you going? I'm good, thanks. All right, good. Um, just jumped in the car after the work and started driving, and I haven't heard the whole conversation, but I just hear about getting people back to the football and the, and the cost and food of everything else. And, um, you know, a couple of years ago, just before COVID hit, you know, I'm, I'm the Lions fan, died in the wall, Lions, Bears, all that kind of stuff. And I drove down to see the Lions play Gold Coast. And, uh, you know, the wife was working, so I went down and saw that. And I had the best time I've had at the football for a long time. Why was that? They, they what, did, what, what, what made it so great? Hey, um, the atmosphere was good, but um, behind the back of the stadium, they had about 15 food trucks. So unlike every time I've been to the Gabba or, or I've been to the G, it wasn't just your pieces of chicken, it wasn't your pie, your chips. You know, it was, it was Asian, it was Chinese, you know, there was Italian, everything you could think of, there was all these different stuff there. So it wasn't just... You know, yes, it's always expensive, but it was a really good night out. It was just you could have a nice meal, you know. So I didn't mind having a nice night out and paying a bit of money for it, you know. Hey, Tim, great point. Thanks for sharing your story and your experience. And, and again, that's the key word, isn't it? Experience. What's the experience that's being provided uh, to you? Uh, it's dominated the, the hour that we've had. We'll wrap it up after this. Stephen Keeler Park, stay right there. I'll, I'll make sure we've got just a little bit of time left for you to have your say as well in the news of the day. This is the Macca's Run. Uh, time flies when you're having fun. Uh, of course, there were some other things that were making news today, and we will do our best to work those through in the Sporting Capital from 7 o'clock. Sholo Curtis, uh, AFLW commentator with Fox, has been uh, one of the driving forces in the development of Whitman's football for a very, very long time. He's going to join me out of 7 o'clock, and then we'll do Heroes and Villains, and that's a good way to work in some of the major news items uh, from across the weekend and from across the last 24 hours as well. Before we finish up, Steve in Killer Park wanted to have his say. G'day, Steve. Hey, Sam, how are you going? I'm good. Thanks for holding on. That's right, mate. I'm um, just letting you know, I work at the MCG, and so just um, as of like last night, I went to the, the uh, one mm-hmm. the 2020, should I say. They, they had cash cards during COVID, so there's no more cash cards. So so people will actually won't be able to pay cash for food. Um, it's all basically going to be on card these days. So the whole venue's cashless. Is that so, is that for the is that f- going to continue on for the rest of the year, yeah. or is that just until further yeah, notice? Yeah. No, no, it's basically no more cash. Pretty much, it's gone. So, yeah. I don't have I don't have the chopper reed line here. No cash. Yeah, no queued cash, up. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hey, Steve, that's great yeah. information. Thank you for sharing it with us. No, worries. thanks, Sam. Cheers. Uh, there we go. Um, the Macca's run distracting the good deals only on the My Macca's app. Uh, thanks for all you. I didn't get through basically any of the tons of text. We had so many callers coming through, but thank you for all the text. I'll work them into the chats that we're going to have over the next couple of hours or so. 0433981116, the temper text line, temper, uh, a mattress like no other. We'll do heroes and villains uh, in the next hour, but Shiloh Curtis to join me next on the Sporting Capital.